No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Moses warns the children of Israel against false gods and how they are to punish those who would entice them to worship these. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 12 on Simply the Bible. As Moses gave his final words to Israel before they crossed over into the promised land, there were certain recurring themes. One was the constant warning not to turn aside from the true worship of the Lord to false gods and idols. This was a common problem in that day, but it is also a problem in our own day. We pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 29. When the Lord your God cuts off from before you the nations which you go to dispossess, and you displace them and dwell in their land, take heed to yourself that you are not ensnared to follow them after they are destroyed from before you, and that you do not inquire after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? I also will do likewise. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every abomination to the Lord which he hates, they have done to their gods. For they burn even their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. God promised to go before his people and cut off their enemies. The battle belonged to the Lord. But they had to step out in faith. God would deliver the nations of Canaan into their hands. But they would have to destroy them. Moses warned them many times not to be enticed by the Canaanite false gods and religious practices. There were very compelling demonic forces behind this false worship. My mother used to quote to me the cliche, curiosity killed the cat. Whether or not that is true, I don't know. However, it almost killed my spiritual life. When I was a teenager, I was curious about trying many things that I knew were wrong, but I wanted to experience them for myself. And guess what? They led me into trouble. Now, as Moses was warning the children of Israel, he said, don't even inquire about their gods. Don't ask about their practices, because if you do, then you'll get ensnared by them. There are some things we just don't need to know about. I would rather be accused of being ignorant about evil than to be trapped by it. The serpent tempted Eve by dangling before her the carrot of knowledge, and her curiosity got the best of her. One of the Canaanite practices was to put their metal god Molech in the fire until the outstretched arms glowed red hot. Then they would put their babies onto its arms, incinerating them as sacrifices to their god. Moses said that this was an abomination and God hated it. God help us to hate what he hates and to love what he loves. Verse 32, whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. David wrote in Psalm 19:7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. If God's law is perfect, then it doesn't need revision. To add to it or take away from it will only pervert it. Chapter 13. If there arises among you a prophet 
or a dreamer of dreams. And he gives you a sign or a wonder. And the sign or the wonder comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and hold fast to him. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of bondage to entice you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So you shall put away the evil from your midst. This section is dealing with apostates. What is an apostate? The short definition is one who departs from revealed truth. Usually, they seek to take others with them. Now, God provided prophets, and on occasion, he gave dreams. Signs and wonders had been performed by Moses through the power of God. All these things had their proper place. But what if the prophet or dreamer performs a sign or wonder or predicts the future and it comes to pass? So far, so good. But then he says, now let us go after other gods and let us serve them. Well, now you know that he's a false prophet, for a true prophet would never say that. The Lord is testing his people. God is sovereign even over these lying signs and wonders. And why would God allow that? To test people to see if they will love him, fear him, and obey his commandments. This tells us that God holds his word to be far superior to prophecies, dreams, signs, and wonders. All these other things must be measured by the standard of his word. And if they don't measure up, they're to be cast out. There are many false doctrines today. If someone tells you that God was once a man and that you can become a God yourself, or that Jesus is not God, but is Michael the archangel, or that there is no hell, or that God does not have a son, then you know that he or she is an apostate. If someone tells you that believing in Jesus Christ isn't enough to save you, but you must belong to their church, then you know that he or she is an apostate, for the church cannot save anyone. Only Jesus Christ can save you. Verse 6, If your brother, the son of your mother, your son or your daughter, the wife of your bosom, or your friend who is as your own soul secretly entices you, saying, let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known, neither you nor your fathers, of the gods of the people which are all around you, near to you, or far off from you, from one end of the earth to the other end of the earth. You shall not consent to him or listen to him, nor shall your eye pity him, nor shall you spare him or conceal him, but you shall surely kill him. Your hand shall be first against him to put him to death and afterward the hand of all the people. And you shall stone him with stones until he dies, because he sought to entice you away from the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. 
so all Israel shall hear and fear and not again do such wickedness as this among you. It was one thing if a religious leader was in a pause state, but what if it was a close family member or friend who went astray? For many, their loyalty to friends and family runs deep. That is an admirable trait, except when it means being disloyal to God. You've heard that blood is thicker than water. Well, God is thicker than both. We must choose to obey God over our closest human relationships. Think about this. When you give an account of yourself before God, who will be standing there with you? No one. The only thing that will matter is what you did with Jesus Christ and his truth. If your friends are hindering you from following Jesus, then get new friends. If your family is hindering you, then ignore what they say and turn away from them as soon as you can. Jesus said in Luke 14, 26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. God teaches us to honor our father and mother, to love our wife, respect our husband, and train our children. He teaches us loyalty and friendships. But Jesus must come before every other relationship. That is the cost of discipleship. Now, the Lord gave a severe penalty. A person who enticed others to worship other gods was to be put to death. And if you were the witness, then you were to be the first one to throw the stone. In so doing, you were taking responsibility for the validity of your testimony. Then the congregation would follow. Think how difficult this would be if that was your brother or son, daughter or wife. It goes against natural love and affection. But God was so severe because he knew that unless idolatry was swiftly eliminated from Israel, then many more people would perish. And that is exactly what did happen. When later Israel worshipped the Canaanite gods, then many people died and those who survived were deported from the land. Is the death penalty a deterrent against heinous crimes? According to God it is. He said, So all Israel shall hear and fear and not again do such wickedness as this among you. Now, does this mean we are to stone every apostate cultist who comes knocking at our door? Of course not. We are not under the law. Besides, if the penalties of the law were to be suddenly enforced probably none of us would remain alive. But we must cut off any relationship where someone is seeking to turn us away from the revealed truth of God. Even if it is a close family member, if he or she won't leave it alone, you may have to distance yourself or even cut off that relationship. The reason is that there is demonic power in cults and false doctrines, and many people have been captivated by these deceitful teachings disguised as truth. Verse 12, if you hear someone in one of your cities, which the Lord your God gives you to dwell in, saying, corrupt men have gone out from among you and enticed the inhabitants of their city, saying, let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known, then you shall inquire, search out and ask diligently. 
And if it is indeed true and certain that such an abomination was committed among you, you shall surely strike the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying it, all that is in it and its livestock with the edge of the sword. And you shall gather all its plunder into the middle of the street and completely burn with fire the city and all its plunder. For the Lord your God, it shall be a heap forever. It shall not be built again. So none of the accursed things shall remain in your hand, that the Lord may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show you mercy, have compassion on you, and multiply you, just as he swore to your fathers. Because you have listened to the voice of the Lord your God to keep all his commandments, which I command you today to do what is right in the eyes of the Lord your God. Even though Israel was God's chosen people, They were not immune from God's judgment against idolatry. God destroyed the nations before them for these practices, and he would also destroy them if they practiced these things. Likewise, being a Christian does not grant us immunity from God's judgment or from the consequences of sin. Galatians 6-7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. The goal for all of us should be to turn away from these false things and keep ourselves in the mercy, compassion, and love of God by loving Him and keeping His commandments so that we may be the joyful recipients of His bountiful blessings and precious promises for both time and eternity. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where Moses instructs the children of Israel in various rules for holy living, including what they eat and what they give. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.